car enthusiast listening, hello to everyone, I'm John and welcome to a new episode of the Chat Garage, a mystical land where we discuss about design, motoring trends and history. But I'm not alone, virtually connected is my friend and co-host Tex. hi mate! Hello, hello, how's it going? Oh, super fine, super fine, and you? Well, fine, <laughs> sleepy but fine. Well, before before the recording, actually, we were discussing about uh, suspension and uh, Tex, <laughs> um, well, uh, took out the, the old suspension <laughs> of his Miata and <laughs> then he realized that yeah. a lot of dust uh, was coming out from the, from the yeah, paper, from the everything. bag, from the plastic bag, <laughs> and, well, and then he needed to vacuum clean the room. <laughs> it was so funny, uh, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to witness is this thing shit happens <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah by the way yeah and also um last weekend i was in venice and mm, uh, finally really? i think yeah finally i saw venice for the first time with the sun really yeah no no with the sun because ah, okay, i went okay. i went like three times fourth with the with last weekend with this. Yeah. Uh, yeah um but always always with shitty weather. <laughs> Finally, I saw Venice with the sun. And I was there not just to visit the city that, by the way, is very beautiful. It's one of the... When yeah. there is not too much people, but yes. <laughs> exactly. And I was so lucky because not a lot of people and is a, a part, is the part of, how, it, how can we call it? Low season tourism, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it was also very cold, so but with good weather, so it mm -hmm. was spectacular. A lot of beautiful landscapes and uh, old uh, houses and mm. buildings. Did you see some nice car? Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, come on. Actually, there is the Ferrari shop. Uh, I remember there was a Formula One, uh, some like bodywork of uh, F1. There, but yeah. but I saw a lot of boats uh, and oh. honest, honest. But um, w what I saw that was really interesting was um, an installation uh, that was called uh, "Architecture of Speed" by Paul Jarret, and mm -hmm. we have to made an episode out of it because I need to check and do the homework first. Yeah, but uh, was a very interesting topic. In short, it's just a pill for now, uh, you know, a brief teaser, is the man that theorized the aerodynamic in cars. Wow. Like in, he patented, yeah. he you know, all his study back in 1921. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we will save it for another episode. In this episode, we will talk about uh, nightmares. And in particular, <gasps> well, nightmares with engines. Things that uh, are not going to make you sleep tonight. Or hmm. the night after it. Or the <laughs> night after it, once again. Yeah. yeah. So the biggest mistake that you can do in your life as a petrohead is to buy a car with a very very shitty engine. And uh, well, it depends if you if you are willing to pay the bill. 
they can give you some nice reward but yeah overall it's that's why japan car are usually better <laughs> usually better and let's start from a japanese car uh, because i checked the video so the miata is perfect we know that oh no the miata is perfect in all his parts uh, no i was referring to another mazda and uh, ouch yeah the rx8 <laughs> Not it's for one of the, the most iconic, problematic car. Yeah, but not for the RX-8 itself, because the car is good if we took out the engine and we virtually replaced with another one. With the one of the RX-7. <laughs> one of the RX-7. And uh, in the video that I, I watched, uh, yeah. they were com comparing, comparing the, the two rotary engines, en yes, because yes. the RX-7 engine is way more reliable, well... Is reliable decently. Theoretically, is not the best. Uh, you know, it's not the most yeah. reliable engines engine ever. It's it's more suitable to um, yeah. Some uh, part is getting uh, used quite fast, especially the the head of the rotors. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, there is a simple answer to this uh, difference. One was made under. Mazda, one was made under Ford. That's the answer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And that's why all the tolerances in the RX-8 yeah. engine, and I, I'm talking about the Renesis, um, let's call it Vankel rotary engine, mm -hmm. the tolerances are enormous, like highways. <laughs> it's, it's impressive. And also they, uh... they decided to rearrange it um, what is it called? I don't remember. Well, basically, the fluid dynamic yes. of the engine is reworked to meet all the pollution requirements, all the environmental requirements, um, emissions, sorry, all the emissions requirements of that age, <laughs> of that period, but actually, they choked down all the old engine. So, <laughs> theoretically... The RX-7 rotary engine can manage more horsepower yeah. of what it uh, deliver because it it's it's designed to be turbocharged. But then the Renesis engine is naturally aspirated. It's 1.3 dual rotor, I think, du dual rotor engine, but it's naturally aspirated, so it develops slightly less than 200 horsepower in the best condition possible. Mm. So, never. Um, and it's super weak and uh, super silent. And for a sports car, it's not, um, it's not good. But by the way, it's super, super unreliable. Um, leak of oil and also eat more oil than the RX-7 engine, <laughs> so it's, it's impressive. Just... They they tried to improve it, and in some way they improve it. It's, uh, it weighs less, uh, it's more efficient mm -hmm. in the fuel consumption and it stuff like that. Less. But, <laughs> but last less. Yeah, but it's man, incredible. it's incredible. Like It's really, really, really bad. I'm checking now on Autoscout. You can find RX-8 way, way cheaper than MX-5. Like I know, less than 5,000. Yeah, yeah, the bottom is 2,000. 
you can find uh, 3000 a lot and like how like it was an amazing car <laughs> i know because you need twice the price of the car to repair the engine yeah you need like 6000 uh, 5 ah, 6000 it's useless uh, well wh when you have the new engine is a cool car but what you can do is to drop the engine yeah and you can put a v8 not with a rotary engine but with a normal a engine why not ls3 with a with a small LS3, yeah. actually the Australian guys are thinking about exactly about <laughs> this. So putting a very small V8 inside a, an RX8. Yeah, but actually like they are putting it on the Miata with the 500 horsepower. The um, what is the name of that company? Uh, flying Miata. Yeah, the Flying Miata. Nice. It's a good idea because the the, the RX8, the, the chassis, the suspension, it drives. N nicely it's good and then it's a four seat it's nice it's it's, it's comfortable practical. it's more practical yeah. it has four door um, uh, well uh, two door three door if we because <laughs> the, it's, two, it's and, two and, and a half door and two half yeah exactly <laughs> two and two, two half. and two half um, uh, it's a shame because it's a great car yeah <sighs> and talking about uh, well staying in the japanese field yeah, uh, then we finish with Japan because yeah. the rest are perfect. Yeah, yeah the, the rest <laughs> are just uh, perfect. Um, and I know that because I was looking for a car with that engine. I mean, talking about uh, the old Subaru lineup <sighs> with the Boxer engine. Yeah. Every Boxer engine of the Subaru had at least one issue. At least one. And uh, I know that <laughs> perfectly because, because I I was looking for to buy a, VOR, a WRX first gen Impreza Estate and that car had the EJ20 mm -hmm. that is, at least by, by my researches, is the one of the most reliable Subaru engines ever made. So <laughs> they did the first the first trial on the Boxer. It was yeah, almost perfect. Then they said, "Well, but we can improve this, we can improve that, we can that. no, then, they ruined yeah. completely. <laughs> they, they just uh, screwed everything. But the top of the, let's call it the screwness, arrived with the EJ25, one of the most delicate boxer engines ever made. <laughs> uh, uh, um, oil leaks uh, and uh, piston destruction and all the tubes, all the pipes, all the pff, el electrical failures, uh, intercoolers, uh, blown up, uh, <laughs> everything. So yeah. bad. Sounds yeah, almost like really. a TVR. Uh, well, a TVR. Actually, uh, TVR is very peculiar. Like, um, I, I, as well. Well, but I, the TVR, firstly, tries to scare you, then kill you, and then at last, uh, the suicide. <laughs> yeah. Most of the TVRs end up like this, but with suicide. No, to be honest, I was asking in the forums because. It's one of the cars that I really, really want. But uh, yeah, basically you have to be lucky. <laughs> there are some TVR mm. that has uh, no issue and they cost like three times 
the one that has problem because some TVR had a problem all the life you can replace piece they will still break up they are like uh, burned uh, badly oh. and some are um, okay and you can run them and they are not getting broken down so you have to be lucky they are like cursed yes yes oh it's dear fascinating Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> this yeah. thing um, is fascinating yeah me. but the come on time, like, it scares me you were doing a car that was going as fast as a ferrari mm -hmm. and making it as cheap as a, an american muscle car mm -hmm. but with an engine made in home with a, by a small manufacturer like you're not ford you're not chevrolet you're not general motors you are like a company that is making like hundreds of car mm -hmm. per year even less it's like what the hell are you crazy and they were not making only one engine like they were making two or three engines like <laughs> v8 six in line uh, different uh, cubic uh, sides is like why <laughs> but Just... no the question is why not yeah mm. and sometimes uh, a lot of engineers around the world in different ages uh, thought exactly the same why not just put an ls3 everywhere and we will be happy yeah <laughs> but you know the, the tvr is something like you know uh trying to design a spaceship with uh, using the duct tape you know the know-how of the mechanics of your hometown uh, i i don't know they were just trying to save money <laughs> no the the worst thing yeah, is that uh, <laughs> that's that's crazy like if you were bringing the car to repair there was possibility that they were taking piece from your car and putting in other cars that they have to re repair before yours. So they were like, just, ah, okay, we will fix... What? This one so for now and we need that piece. Okay, we can steal it from that car and then we will think about the second car after. And so you can came back from the, co the factory with less component or with a more damaged car than you were bringing it uh, inside but that's the, why the, the company failed oh like was so badly managed but it's, it's not illegal this thing was, <laughs> i think yes yeah they, they they were they had to close the company Th they were suited uh, i i yeah, guess yeah, for this was, oh okay so bad <laughs> okay like so the uh, world yeah. is not is not as mad as i imagined anyway yeah. um Coming back to mm. our list, so we touched the Japanese one, we touched an English common factor. We were started, yeah, with British, but I don't know if we can go before to the German, that they are so perfect, the German. I mean, you know. Actually, not. And there is, <laughs> there is an example, <laughs> and uh, I put it in the honorable mentions, because for me it's not one of the, uh, you know, one of the worst engines so far but yeah i hope i hope so i hope so okay. uh, i'm talking about uh, the infamous 1.4 liter tsi from volkswagen and it depends on the brands but it's called the 1.5 uh, tsi or tfsi 
but mm-hmm. basically, I think that one mad person, one mad engineer in Wolfsburg, one time thought, well, maybe a turbo is not enough. Why don't we fit it also a supercharger on it? And we have a <laughs> twin charger option. Actually, the, the, the concept is not bad. No, it's not. And it's brilliant because you have a supercharger for the low and yeah. mid revs and you have a turbocharger for just the high revs. So it's not um, a twin scroll turbine. So mm-hmm. you don't have those extra pieces. Uh, it's less complicated. It's a less complicated turbine, and uh, you can use uh, the supercharged um, for for low reps. So the fuel yeah, consumption yeah. is better theoretically. But then here comes the problem, because the cooling system is way more complicated, and I mm. don't know why the first exemplars had air-cooled intercoolers. <laughs> Why? No, All the system I, I will generate a lot of heat. Like <laughs> everywhere, the, the, when you create a new engine, it's always tricky. That's why TVR, like, why you create a new engine every next day? <laughs> like, please. But, because are creative uh, people, and I yeah. love it. But it's not reliable. But uh, really, I, I hope the 1.4 TSI engine uh, will not give too many problems because we have at home that engine in the beetle the 160 horsepower and i have to tell you you don't feel the horsepower Mm, is weak yeah you feel like 120 maybe horsepower Mm. but i'm quite suspicious that the one that you have actually Mm. is the just the turbo variant not the twin twin, charge it's twin charged I, I'm mm. pretty sure because my father was happy about that. He was like, yeah, yeah, it's a complex solution. It's cool. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, so far, so far, the car was good. Mm-hmm. Only problem was that it has a shitty suspension. And that's why I was showing you my suspension <laughs> at first. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Now yeah. it's clear. Um, but uh, you know, another car that uh, we have, another car at home, that maybe Ooh. has a more problem than that one and mm. i'm referring of only one of the f- several italian car with a lot of problems because you know usually fiat has a an engine since like forever the 1.2 liter super boring 60 horsepower sad engine that you had in your 500. Uh, precisely, and I will correct you. It has a little less than 70 oh. horsepower, and it's called uh, the fire engine. Yeah. It's a brilliant engine. And it was it was brilliant. It's shitty with the power, was slow. I remember that I drove a lot, and basically uh, at high revs, nothing okay you have no power yeah but nothing it was the same engine of the of the my epsilon oh it was a super robust indestructible yeah and then uh, we we had uh, the 500 with the i know i have the one with the um, the twin air so two cylinder 900 cc turbo 85 horsepower and believe me it's more fun than the beetle engine it's it's amazing, it's really fast. The car, it's alive. I like it a lot. Except the gear shift, but okay. Uh, but then comes the problem. You have s- every 
every month there is one problem, there is some sensor, some stupid stuff, very small, that stuck everything and uh, for example, uh, there is a small piece of plastic that got broken in the air conditioning system and now we, it only put out cold air and, mm -hmm. and now it's winter so it's not pleasant. But for this small piece of plastic, you have to change like all the system and cost a hundred of euros for no reason for a small piece of plastic that was designed to yeah, weak. but like but that 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 thing is just because the assembly and the yeah. design of the elements is is not just as the is not because of the engine. Ah no no I know I know that is uh, another but uh, the start and stop system always gave us problems. Then ah. we have problem with the radiator that was leaking. That we have problem with uh, uh, some other like in injector was. It's terrific. Yeah, but as bef as before, um, nice engine. We are we, we, <laughs> nice we are engine. we are talking about uh, the first generate generation yeah. of the. It's 2010. Yeah, was 2010 yeah, was yeah. the first. Uh, I think that with the latest, they fixed all the issues or mostly of the issues. Yeah, actually our car was like uh, the car that was in the... In the dealer? Ah, the... Yeah. Oh. So it was really one of the first. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but... It, Almost to the pre-production. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice color, you know, it's azure. Ah, but uh, always happen with, uh, you know, first generation engines. Um, yeah, for yeah. example, another car that was, was not in our list, but I... I discovered that was quite famous in people that uh, try to, you know, have this sort of uh, list that uh, we are doing mm -hmm. in this moment. Um, there is a, uh, let me let me check again because I don't remember the brand. Uh, is the Audi oh, Cadillac V864, and this idea was brilliant back then. So in 1981, basically they decided, why? don't design um, a V8 with the, you know, displays and on demand with the activation or deactivation of the cylinders. Mm -hmm. So in the same time, we can yeah. have a V8, a V6 or a V4. It depends on the fuel consumption. It depends on how much we yeah, use the throttle. The idea was really brilliant and was far ahead of its time. And mm -hmm. that was the issue. They think about a thing that was too, 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 advanced. too advanced. They don't have the proper technology or the, you know, the, the enough resources to develop it in a proper mm -hmm. way, because the system that uh, was designed to keep the car efficient is the thing that caused the, all the issues. <laughs> all the issues. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 uh, the, the, the engines was unreli unreliable at the top of the level. But the, the thing here is that they thought a thing that was too advanced and was the first mm. generation of of that engine. Yeah. Maybe if they this technology. if they were too stubborn, like uh, no, no, we want to develop properly this thing. Maybe in I don't know five years or ten years uh, mm -hmm. they would have arrived at yeah. a solution. Why not? But you know, well, usually American cars has no as different uh, kind of uh, engine from ours and they used to be 
oversized and uh, with uh, not too much horsepower. And I think they hit the, the record uh, when there was the petrol crisis in the 70s. Like, you had the muscle car with like 5-7 liter and 120 horsepower. It's like, come on, <laughs> what the hell? Just make it yeah, smaller. Yeah, yeah. But okay. Yeah, but it turns out that it was kind of difficult. Because if I don't remember, except... Uh, I don't know, maybe some sports car, but in the 80s, for the US market, no cars, no cars are as good as the European mm -hmm. or even the Japanese one, or even in the 70s, yeah. US, um, American cars in the 60s and 70s, even in the 50s, were tremendously better yeah. than the 80s. American cars. Yes, yes, yes. And this reflects the thing that a lot of new laws arrived for uh, fuel consumption, emissions, uh, um, safety, and stuff like that. And Japanese and Europeans were far ahead. Yes. Regarding this, and American cars simply don't. And uh, the the Cadillac example is is one of the of of a lot of examples. At least they were trying. At least they were trying. <laughs> and uh, I will connect yeah. this uh, this debrief uh, with, uh, you know, I I want to bust a myth uh, regarding the, the, the reliability of one of my favorite cars of all time. But I have to admit uh, that the project was leading a very bad, bad way. And I'm referring to <laughs> the mighty DMC DeLorean. <laughs> uh, apart of the yeah. apart of the movie, apart of the movie was a shitty car. Yeah, yeah, but not but look gorgeous. <sighs> look gorgeous. Come on. Yeah, look gorgeous. But <sighs> the car, unfortunately, had a lot of hopes, a lot of you know promises, such as a four-wheel brake discs and uh, airbags. A lot of super futuristic solutions and the and people were so you know fascinated about this project and the man behind it uh, john deloran mm -hmm. was a kind mm -hmm. of a character more busy with drugs <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah but also that was a myth because uh, he was uh, so desperate at that time that uh, every deal that uh, he can do he accepted it mm -hmm. So unfortunately, he he fall in a FBI FBI tra a trap for another person. <laughs> Oops! So he was involved, but ah. he wasn't actually was not involved. So that's why. But he he tried to manage a project that was so far too big from the possibility mm. of, of the company. He was trying to establish something that was too big. Even for, for that age. Um, oh, yes. So, in short, he had to make, he had, and all the team had to make uh, a lot of choices, and most of the choices were not the best choices. One, for the engine. Hmm. And the hmm. reason, there, there is a reason, a specific reason why they choose exactly that engine. Because of for regulations, because of for, for money, for sure, and because of for the American authorities. It was an engine that was accepted at that time. 
the DMC company didn't have enough money to develop a proper engine, but also didn't have enough money to have another engine except that junk V6. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they ended up with that. So sad. <laughs> In fact, the engine uh, was a joint venture between three big companies and try to reduce as much as they can all the money in the development. But they <laughs> ended up with an engine that was uh, um, quite big, quite heavy, and super weak. So, it, in the end, uh, the result was a very bad <laughs> compromise between everything. And unfortunately, the car reliability was affected by the assembly process. Not just... Uh, that also was weak. Yeah, not because the engine itself alone, but for everything. The... Uh, how's it called? The DeLorean had electrical issues, uh, or leaking, and everything. Everything that can be... Doors that can cannot be closed, <laughs> or doors that uh, are not... Uh, uh, cannot be opened anymore. People that uh, were stuck in the car. Uh, people that <laughs> jumped the time. Yeah. <laughs> people that use plutonium as, a f- as fuel. <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, and maybe that one was a better engine. I know, but the engine, that engine was only to produce uh, the the time jump, not for the car itself. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's true. In fact, there, oh, is, yeah. there is a quote of uh, Dr. Emma Brown that said, but... Uh, the normal engine runs with fuel. <laughs> yes, I remember, I remember. In the third movie. That, okay. Uh, well, moving away from US. I think mm-hmm. there is a country anyway. I was talking about TVR. That you, you connect immediately with the reliability issue. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? Yeah, because, okay, actually... Actually, we we wrote down Jaguar as main uh, reference, but Aston Martin, they are terrible. They are like nightmare, really nightmare. Like you can buy a, an Aston, uh, yeah, you can buy an Aston, but to maintain it costs almost more than a Ferrari. It's like stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many problems, and it's a pity because you can find a DB DB nine for under forty thousand. But then you you spend like five thousand per year to maintain it, because you you have engine problem and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, for example, the eight cylinder are, they were not that bad. For example, the XK8 actually has only a couple of uh, problems uh, here and there. Mostly there was some plastic component w- that with time. They were getting uh, damaged and uh, consumed, and so yeah, you were risking to destroy the whole engine for those. But <laughs> if you you had some like hundred kilometer to notice that the car was not going well and stop it and repair it, <laughs> but the the main problem there was with the V12s and the XJS. And also, for example, yeah, all those uh, with the V12 uh, in the 70s and 80s, they were very, very (laughs) delicate. Oh, yes. Uh, And you have 12 cylinder. Come on. (laughs) They are a lot. (laughs) Yeah. 
also because the engine bay of the XJS I was mm-hmm. mainly when Checking. when I when I think about uh, a Jaguar V12 uh, I immediately f- think about the X- XJS um, and uh, the engine bay was was small was too small the, the engine was too so big that there wasn't <laughs> enough space for the fuel injection and the all the electric wiring and so they decided well but we have some space just uh, in the middle of the on the middle of the v of the engine oh let's yeah. place everything there but then the heat of the engine <laughs> caused <laughs> every issues possible because the, because the v12 overheats himself and also the the temperatures rise up dramatically and then all the cables uh, on the wirings uh, and all the mm, the fuel pump itself uh, just get wrecked <laughs> it's a masterpiece of engineering oh yes indeed oh guys but we <laughs> end up the space where we can place everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, we just a little space over here, over there. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, well, not as the XJS, but the V12 Vantage, it has the same issue. In fact, mm-hmm. they they were a little bit smarter and they remember the mistake of the XJS, uh, even if it's another company. Uh, so they <laughs> they make... Uh, they made a lot of holes in the bonnet to try to, you know, run out all the <laughs> all the heat from the bonnet, from the engine bay. Uh, but maybe I'm a little bit suspicious that maybe it's not enough. Uh, it's a little bit, yeah. Yeah. And the v- and the Vantage is quite a small car for a V12. Ah yes, yes, it is. I wonder if the new V12 Vantage uh, will have the same issues. I hope not. I really hope not. No, but now it's Mercedes engine. So oh, we are totally those fine now. Are, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, they are. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, another British brand uh, I have experienced. Uh, Morgan, <laughs> my beloved. <laughs> Yeah, I, I knew that uh, the, the three-wheeler was... You cannot daily drive that car, but I thought it was only because, yeah, it's a three-wheeler. <laughs> but actually, also, the engine is not the most reliable. And uh, I had the proof, because when I ran the car, after one kilometer, the car stopped, and they were not Broke able down. to understand why it was stopped. <laughs> Suddenly. And so they... They took me back to the factory and they gave me another car and they left the car in the <laughs> the previous the first one <laughs> in the gas station there like oh yeah it will stay there someone will go back to take it <laughs> and well, was not starting anymore it's like dead oh dear <laughs> so sad yeah yeah <sighs> but even even worse maybe I don't know if even worse but uh, uh, in preparing this episode, I was searching for, you know, very bad engines, etc. And mm. uh, I remember the smart engine. Yeah, it's famous. And I thought, well, but that engine is a 700cc turbo three-cylinder engine. Yeah. And it's designed by Mercedes-Benz. And I ever wondered, I can understand uh, to place this little thing inside the, the Smart 4 too, because it's 
super tiny car and you need a very mm. a very tiny engine but i don't know why a lot of car manufacturers stick with the three cylinder why don't just use a two cylinder that is more balanced no actually the three cylinder is more balanced is the is amazing uh, because the two cylinder usually um, has uh, more torque but uh, less uh, in the higher rev is sorry in the higher rev is less um, has less energy <laughs> let's say and it's like in the motorbike you know mm. the triumph with the three cylinder is the best combo between the four cylinder of the Yamaha or Honda and the two cylinder of the Ducati it, it, it gives uh, the halfway half uh, benefits from one and the other so it's actually three cylinder it's a nice solution theoretically once again <laughs> yeah yeah theoretically, theoretically once again uh, because um don't tell this to anyone. I was looking for um, smarter roster. A smart? Yeah, the smarter roster. Ah, well, the roster is nice, yeah. but then... Uh... Yeah. And uh, I, I I always wondered why. Why Mercedes uh, used the same engine of the smart 4-2? And okay, the answer is simple. Well, the roster is very small. Yeah, is very small, but maybe there is a little bit more room for another engine let's put an ls3 there as well <laughs> i don't think that uh, would be a solution no but anyway <laughs> let me explain in this way actually the the answer was quite simple because mercedes developed a proper engine for the smart that's why the smart costs a lot in the developing process um and i checked I do the homeworks because uh, that engine was dubbed M160 and the smallest engine available in Mercedes was the M166 that was fitted into the A-Class. But once again, was a little bit too big, it was 1.4 liter four-cylinder engine and uh, once again, it was uh, an engine that was fully developed for the A and B-Class. Because it has some uh, strange and quirky features. Because if we, um, if the car, for example, rear-end another car or if in a very bad accident, the engine will slide inside the car without hitting the the occupant zone. It's a quite a smart idea. But then they yeah. they developed another proper engine. So, uh, okay, I can understand the thing that uh, they reused the free cylinder from the Smart 2. But, uh, guys, uh, since, uh, since it's a sports car, come on, why? But yeah. the engine itself, once again, is not the, the worst part. Yeah, I think it is the gear shift. Is the transmission. Uh, why yeah. they use the unelectric? An, an electric actuated like is not, so not even an automatic shitty. gearbox because an automatic gearbox was too big to be mm. fitted inside the car so they used a sort of manual gearbox but, but the clutch uh, was electric so bad <laughs> and so slow <laughs> ah, it's a tremendously yeah. slow and also 
the car has a turbocharged, but once again the turbo is not, you know, is very little. <laughs> so the car produces just a um, little bit less than 100 horsepower. <laughs> not that much. Okay, the car yeah. is weights weighs like, I don't know. I think less than a Miata. Less than a Miata, like 750 kilos. Yeah. Or eight, 800 kilos uh, with, uh, I think, uh, driver mm -hmm. and passenger, kind of. But I checked a lot of videos of uh, people that are trying to repair the car, and it's unbelievable complicated. It's really, really a nightmare, because uh, everything was so tight. It's, ah, uh, and also the you know all the electronics is shitty is really 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 a pain in yeah. the ass to try to repair it and is a shame and I put the car in the list because it was a shame because the chassis was so good the suspension was brilliant and the car laces so so little was so little that car that with another engine uh, take it randomly even I don't know. Yeah. There was the Brabus version that was cool, but... Yeah, yeah but it was just experimental. Uh, they made like a uh, hundred of them and they cost uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's nonsense. Really, really mm. nonsense. And it's um, it's really a pity. It's really a pity because the car would have been really the, cheap, the cheapest and probably the most desirable yeah. little sports car ever. And a lot of people actually, they are swapping this car with a motorbike engine. Yeah, but... Um, and it's brilliant. You know, I thought exactly the same. Uh, <laughs> I, it's, uh, mm. it's brilliant, mm. but I was checking now. Uh, you know, mm. I was talking about uh, the LS3. Actually, they fit not a small block, but a big block. And they made it a dragster. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Look at it. Wait, let me... Uh, okay, what, uh, no see? way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but come on. They, ah, yeah. Yeah, but they it, put it, it in it's front. It's just the bodywork. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's a smart. And I was checking this one. It's uh, also RX-8 with a LS1 V8 from uh, 2004 GTO. I don't know how much does it cost to change uh, the engine, but... Wow. I think uh, it will cost uh, like... If it costs like in the for the Miata hmm, more than ten thousand <laughs> ah, yeah. euros, probably yes. Two out of our pockets. And to conclude the episode, um, I would like to actually it's illegal in Italy. So <laughs> oh yeah, actually yes, it's illegal. Oh bloody hell! <laughs> uh, small details. Yeah, small details. By the way, I I want to conclude this episode with some personal experiences. So you explain them already. So with the Maggiolino, yeah. so with the Beetle, sorry, the Beetle, the Beetle and the 500. And I have actually two cars. Mm -hmm. One is the, uh, I think, uh, the, for now is the worst car that my family ever bought. And I'm talking about uh, a 2008 Opel Antara with ah, the I two liter turbocharged diesel built by uh, built by license uh, by VM that is a company in Italy uh, it's an oh. Italian company um, but the, the engine is developed by GM mm. Korea 
if I remember mm, correctly, yeah. because I did some research also for this okay. engine. And this engine was so bad, so weak, so heavy, that uh, I think that in five years, uh, we almost replaced uh, the main components. We replaced the turbo, the camshaft, and uh, the fuel injection. And uh, what is the other component that we replaced? Oh, the head gaskets, two times. <laughs> and the timing chain uh. is impressive. But the worst part of that power unit was the transmission. Because um, my mom said, well, but you know what? I want to try the automatic transmission. Mm -hmm. Oh dear, I would have liked to come back in time and just say, no, take it manual. For God's sake, <laughs> that uh, automatic gearbox was a pain in the ass. Five gears, uh, too short. They just put the engine in the worst condition possible because it revs too high, and the weight of the car was was a lot, like more than more than two tons, and yeah, no torque, 150 horsepower. So yeah. that's it. <laughs> we trash it, really. And then we had the uh, two Nissan. Yeah. One is the Nissan Note of my grandpa. And yeah. I think that simply is not the right engine for the car. Because the car is a sort of uh, MPV, but it's quite mm -hmm. quite, um, quite a small MPV. And I remember the advertisement um, back in 2006 or 2007, mostly. And... I think that is a brilliant car because it's quite small, but inside is super roomy, it's and big, you yeah. have a lot of space, a lot of uh, um, you know pockets and stuff where to store things. And for a, a family car, it's super useful, really super useful. But then the engine, you can't have in the least a, a 1.4 liter petrol engine, naturally aspirated with five gears. And the gears hmm. are so short that in the highway is almost impossible to have a long trip. <laughs> and they did it two or three times. Yeah. It's like to asking the SSC Totara to reach <laughs> the 500 mark. But we are not talking 500 mark, but 130 kilometers per hour. <laughs> it's almost impossible. Yeah. And the engine, is, it drives so high that it's like... A, driving the enterprise at warp speed <laughs> <laughs> yeah with the, with that matter we had the opposite problem actually it was just uh, <laughs> too sleepy <laughs> at the beginning uh, that car actually was a 2.2 liter uh, diesel turbo diesel with 110 horsepower and it was simply slow <laughs> like it was very robust super robust like there was no problem, the only problem it has... Too much robust. Uh, it was like a truck engine. The only problem was once, like, my sister got uh, into a... Uh, on top of a sidewalk with the car and it broke everything. But for the rest, the car oh, was dear. very solid. And actually we changed... Uh, after the first uh, three years, I guess, two, three years, we changed the CPU of the car and we put the one from the Nissan Terrano that uh, was giving a little bit more torque and so at least uh, 
then it was okay. Like uh, sleepy, but okay. Because at first, when it was uh, tuned as a normal Almera, the worst car. Like, oh dear. <laughs> so, so chill and sleepy. But uh, I have to admit, except that was probably the best car we have at home. We had at home. Like 330,000 or even 350,000 kilometers. Wow. Super, super good. Yeah. Low fuel consumption was doing like 16, 17 with one liter kilometers with one liter. So amazing. Oh, nice. Uh, not the same uh, uh. as the Nissan Note. Uh, <laughs> but but I remember when I drove it uh, in the city when uh, I I was fresh by my drive license. Yeah. And, um, and I just gave a lift uh, to a friend of mine. And, uh, you know, it was so... So late at night, uh, no one in the road. Uh, so mm. I decided, yes, let's 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 do a, you know, um, a, a quick a spin. Out. Yeah, a yeah. not a burnout, but you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know. Uh, I started with um, smoking tires. Exactly, and <laughs> the gears, as I said before, they are so short that <laughs> I. Spin the tires also in second gear. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's impressive. So sporty. <laughs> oh yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, and in the end, I did the, the, the smell, you know, of uh, rubber and clutch and <laughs> maybe more clutch than oh. rubber. Oh dear. Nah. What a well, shitty car. Well, uh, yeah. I think we can close the episode. Yeah, we can close uh, with that. And guys, let us uh, know in the comment if we forgot uh, some um, some examples or some engines that it's worth to mention. And with that... Uh, like the Porsche. Okay, we forgot the, the Porsche Boxster, but okay, it's fine. But it's a Porsche, <laughs> it's a Porsche. Yeah. yeah, the first gen Boxster, by the way, is not that was, yeah, super yeah, reliable. Yeah, had some problem, but okay. Yeah. Let's wrap up the episode. Yeah, and with that, as usual, follow us on Instagram because we will publish some uh, some photos or some content of uh, regards to this episode and also check out and listen and rate us on the other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and Anchor. Yes, and uh, TikTok is always there, but most important, enjoy your ride. Yes, be careful on the engine that you will choose, but try to be always top down. Bye. Bye-bye.